Welcome to the Countdown Podcast and our review of Megan, or Megan if you're American. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. <laughs> Stranger than for this 2022 sci-fi horror film coming to you from Blumhouse Studios and directed by Jared Johnston with a screenplay by Akella Cooper from a story by They and James Wan. It stars Alison Williams, Jenna Davis and Violet McGraw. The budget, Wayne, how much for this 102-minute feature-length film? Oh, shoestring for sure. Um, shit. I don't know. Shit. Fire. Shit. $15 million. Yeah, pretty close. $12 million. You had to take into account Megan herself as well, I think. He was a man. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a, there was a child actor and there was a puppetry and there was animatronics and there was some visual effects. Animatronics? Yeah. Oh, of course. I guess that. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Not bad. What is this one about? Okay. Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by Gemma, who's a brilliant roboticist, the Megan doll can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend and teacher, playmate and protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, which is a bad fucking idea. (laughs) It absolutely is. And thank you to Universal Studios for the tickets to this advanced screening. Thank you very much. Has been out, though, in America for a week longer than it dropped here in Australia. Okay. And therefore, we know this is a massive success. It's already <laughs> taken $61 million around the world off a 12, as I mentioned, million dollar budget. Oh, so it's getting a hold that one in mind. And, and yeah, we'll talk a bit about that in the spoiler section. On review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, this has an approval rating, Wayne. Of 95% based on 237 reviews with an average score of 7. 95. Out of 10. On Metacritic, always harsher. Has an average score of 72 out of 100 based on 51 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. And as much as you like to say that the cinema score audience replies generally are very generous, this one, B on the A plus 2 F scale. So there Mm. you go. All right, Wayne, what did you think? You're the non-horror movie fan. I am indeed. We joked online that I dragged you to you not knowing what it was. You did know what it of was, of course. I did, of course. But uh, it's always fun to hear your take on horror films. And sometimes they surprise us. Check out our best films of the year list. Didn't have a horror film on the list this year, but you did mention one honorably yeah, yeah, yeah. that surprised you. So normally um, there's one or two that scrape under your radar. And right. You're a good film. Right, absolutely. Is and- this one of them or not? Well, Paul... As you know, I absolutely didn't want to see the film. Mm-hmm. Expected it to be a piece of shit. In fact, I thought about placing an AirPod in and fake watching it while you were sitting next to me. <laughs> Such is my disdain for the horror genre. Oh, right, right. you mean in your ear? Yes. I thought you'd be like, I'll put an AirPod in the seat next to you and walk away. I'm like, I wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just like, I would just like listen to an audiobook. Yeah, so zero interest. But I have to say, I am generally surprised to have liked this film. Hey! Megan is... The reason I like this film is because the way it was handled was... Correct, everyone. The whoa, 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 yeah, Wayne on. praising a horror film. Yes. Let's just all take a big deep breath, step back from the microphone and let Wayne Absolutely. do his thing. Everyone, the reason this is good, okay, is that the movie plays the plot and the execution in such a way that it knows the premise and the, the goings on in the movie are stupid and it shows the audience how stupid it's being by bringing the audience in on the joke on purpose, while making everyone who's within the movie take the ridiculousness seriously. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting balance, because I struggled to put that in, write that in my review, because I'm like, this film plays it. No, it doesn't play it straight. It plays it with lots of winking nods to the audience, but the characters, you're right, 
They're playing it straight. Exactly. But it's not... In, like, here's the thing. It makes you laugh twice. Once at the ridiculous element and again at how stupid the people in the film are. But when you do that, sometimes the danger is that you're annoyed at how stupid in the, the people in the film are, like Prometheus. Where you're like, you guys are too stupid to be alive, <laughs> right? And it annoys you. So it doesn't... Yeah, like, yeah. But this doesn't do that. The tone sticks just enough campiness to keep the crowd smirking while you know he's the direct why it's good is that director is trying to please you not rattle you okay and that's why it, it's a pg right yes i think it's pg-13 in the states it, it'll be m here in australia right and so i think it does push the envelope of that it gets right to the edge of what you can get away with it does but in a way that like for example when there's a couple of good laughs here right oh absolutely there's and i'm like genuinely funny yeah moments and i'm like wow like this but everyone in the film is not reacting to the laughs so you as the audience are laughing at them and the moment so that's why this is it. The film is funny, everyone. Yeah. Not laugh out loud, chuckle a minute, but then again, not it's not minute, that kind of movie. But I heard, I heard you laugh a good three, four, five times, yeah. maybe. It's snicker funny, is what I call that. And that's how you entertain a way. But a couple of times you laughed louder than me, and we looked over and we like, oh, that's the. No, it was good. That, the, you, you, that's the thing. You acknowledge that the film is fun and its developments are stupid, but then that's you show the them. That's the word. This film is fun. Yes. And okay, so can I jump Please, in now to say that. Non-spoilery, of course, again, to start with, we will get into the other side of Jack, but I went in this film with the mentality of I've been burned by an internet sensationalized film before. Snakes on a motherfucking plane. Oh, yeah. That film is rat shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's so terrible, despite Samuel Jackson's best effort to elevate it into that sort of camp territory. Mm -hmm. The internet just lost their mind at that meme of him saying, motherfucking snakes on my motherfucking plane. And I bought into it. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. So I was very wary about the same experience coming into to Megan. Went to this film, watched it. 20 minutes in, I knew we were safe. I knew we were safe because it's got the tone right. The tone, yeah, like it is. Saying, the, the execution is actually almost perfect. I've seen a couple of people sort of say it's a little slow. I didn't find it slow at no, all. I? I thought it raced through. It did a really good job of establishing stakes and i'm gonna get into some deep territory this is surprisingly in just a moment i'm not sure the film wanted to go as hard as i read it in this department but i'll save it for spoilers just just remind me of all that thing the kills there are a few of them they're not a lot but the ones that are they're satisfying in the sense of you know these characters in most cases get what's coming to them exactly so that kind of straddles that line between you've got this killer android doll whatever it is ai basically and you know it's going to have to evolve from being a bit out of sorts to being, ooh, plotting bad things to doing bad things to becoming an outright Terminator-style killer. Exactly. That, this film doesn't deviate away from that. But no. what it does do is create, and I'll allude to what I was going to say, a very interesting idea of something which really gets overlooked, in certainly in genre films, because it's not important normally, but even, I think, in wider films. And that is, being a guardian or a step-parent is the worst fucking gig in the world. Yeah. Because you've got all the responsibility, but none of the actual emotional attachment. Which means you don't have the impetus that a parent has for their own flesh and blood, So you're still in the shit. uh, I guess, okay, now I'm getting into it. Four spoilers. Please go on. Because the whole premise is Alison Williams' character, is it Gemma? I can't remember her name. Gemma. Gemma. She takes on her niece, Katie, when her parents are killed Mm -hmm. at the start of the film. Yep. In the first two minutes. Yeah. So no spoilers there. And she, as you said, she happens to be a robotics engineer and she's as developing this AI and she finishes it with the motivation of, oh shit, this can help me out with mm. what I'm having to deal with here. So straight away, you're a bit offside with her character. And that gets worse through the first half, I'd say three quarters of the film because she's basically like, 
turning a blind eye to all this shit because it doesn't it's inconvenient to her to have to worry about otherwise. Now that creates tension because she's not a very good person. We don't really like Gemma. She's not a very good mom. Well, that's my point though. Like you've been now saddled with this. It's not fair, we understand, but in a different film, an inferior film, they would have made her trying really hard and, and brought in this AI against reluctantly against her will. Good point. And the kid forms an attachment despite her best efforts. And she's been trying all along, and the poor kid, because she's so traumatized, because the other thing, it's a big study of trauma, doesn't re- relate to her, relates more to the doll. But this is a better film, because now it says, hey, what if the, the arguably one of the protagonists, the protagonist probably, isn't a particularly good mother or person at that level, and just wants her back to her simple life? Because now, she's fair game. She, and we'll talk about it in spoilers, whether she makes it or not. Mm. Whereas in that other film I just described, she's definitely surviving. There's no way she dies. You bring up a very interesting point because I I don't want children. I've never wanted children. Yeah, yeah. And I every day I look at my little sister and her you know two-year-old child and thank Christ I'm not her. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Funny. Seriously, I go to cafes all the time. She's like, "Can I? Can you pick me something up?" Oh, yes, I can because you know what? You can't come here. Yeah. That's how it is. So it does like, help that Wayne's little sister lives about four hundred meters from. Yeah, me. exactly. So it's like, but but that whole thing, the the burden of childhood. Oh, sorry, having a child rather. I I don't like. I'm not like. I don't I don't lord it over whatever. But I I'm acutely aware that it's very difficult and that I'm not man enough to do it. So no, I mean no, no. I mean that's I have, I, I, I make the choice. I right? don't think anyone's ready to be a parent before they're a parent. To be honest, you yeah, kind of learn on, on the role and. Well, that's it. So, but, I, mean, but I full respect to anyone who doesn't want to have children or can't. You know, there's some people out there who would love to but can't. So, you right, know, right. My, my heart goes out to you. Exactly. And so this is, and then so for me to identify so heavily with this Gemma character as a person who's like, I don't even want this shit. You know, that's one thing. Yeah. But the second, she's thing, not ready. I mean, I guess she's played as an early thirties young woman. Yeah. Yeah. A hot Jennifer Carpenter. Um. And so, she, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's very pretty. <laughs> Look, there's nothing wrong with her, but is she hotter than Jennifer Carpenter? Yeah, I think so. She she got this very beautiful plain look. Anyway, that's my thing. Um, <laughs> if she had red hair, oh, forget about it. This film would have been a half star higher for Wayne. Uh, but I'll tell you this though: you say about the you know the the uh, you know the reluctant parent thing. I think there's also an, another slight undertone here, which is sort of hinting social commentary wise on how modern parents oh, yeah. may oh, there, use absolutely technology. Absolutely, there is, and I felt that as a parent myself. Right, right because like I'm like in a day of age I've got of- a see, I've got a, I'm an only uh, only child family. And we are acutely aware that we rely too much upon social media, not social media, that's the wrong thing, but gaming or devices, or devices to, to occupy because we both work full time. Exactly. And you know what? And school holidays, what choice do we have? Bro. We send her off to this this activity day, you know, three, four days a week, but there's another day there where oh, we still have to work, we still got to do our thing, and she does spend too much time. And look, after school, we let her sit. My point is when you've got an only child, they, they can't occupy each other and don't do things together. I guess I'm being very defensive, but we know we want to do better, but it's really no, hard. No, no, no. Well, look, uh, as a man who has zero um, you know, horse in the game, I think, though, that this is not an, a new problem. It might be the technology is new, but when you were a kid, you watched TV. Because, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And if before iPads and shit that was portable. But you know the difference between TV and device? Yes, yeah. 100%. That is the problem? that much more interactive. And even to the point of, like my daughter will play a game called Roblox and she'll play often with her friends who are also on play Roblox. So there's, a, there's an element of social Online? connection. Yeah. In the wow. same way that, you know, you don't because you, you're yeah. 
too much of a wimp to play I am. online. I but get ass whipped. I, with, with several mates, will play most nights for a little bit of time online together. That's our connection. And uh, I remember one point our friend was joking. I see, I see Paul more often than any of you. I don't need to talk to him. Which we don't see each other ever, but we talk all the time. Absolutely, and I think that's a sign of the times. Though we are in a in a space and time where um, virtual connection is available, and if it was available in the eighties, we'd have done it then too. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. There's a hundred percent a a knock on that. And be, yeah, be aware, and that's even interesting in terms of attachment theory. You said to me, "Is that a real thing?" Yeah, it is. Mm. Because when you, if you excuse me, mm. this particularly happens in Asian families because culture is different. Parents go out yeah, to work. So the, the, often the central attachment figure is the grandparents. Yep. And if our grandparents aren't alive or aren't capable or wanting to take care of the kids, then it becomes what often happened? a nanny yep. or someone that they pay to help take care of the children. I, and had, that a, creates, I, had, I had a nanny growing up. Yeah. There like you go. a, a so paid from, nanny. Yep. And I, I several, certainly clients, but several people I know grew up in that same kind of environment mm. in different Asian cultures. And totally. I, I'm sure it happens here in our Western culture too, but not as often. It's not yeah, a, as, yeah. as frequent a thing. So a critical attachment figure is fine, but that has to last for years, not 12 or 18 or 24 months because then there's loss. Yes. I don't want to get too much into that, but I guess we're getting pretty deep here on a Megan review. <laughs> but I was fascinated by all this shit as a player. And then there's the trauma. She lost, loses her parents. And this kid who's very good, I think, in this film, like... A couple of times early on, I thought she's a bit wooden, but by the end of the film, when she's reacting the way she's reacting, I bought it. I bought 100% and Violet McGraw, good actor. Yeah. Probably didn't hurt. She looks a little bit facially, just facially like my daughter. So, this is the, the human child. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, she did a great job. And that's what the, the thing about this film as well is that this is what I liked about it. At every turn in the film, the Megan doll looks to my eye undeniably creepy. Well, they did a great job of finding that uncanny valley and exploiting it. Yes. And then, that's the thing. I look at that doll and I go, that's a creepy... If that doll was in my room, I'd shit my pants, all right, at night. Yet, you've got this little girl who's so attached to it and loves it instead of being freaked out by it. And that... But they do a good job even of explaining that, the way that this doll responds to her. And there's a critical sequence in the film where that where it's she's expressing her grief and, yes. the, and the doll does a really good job of... Of responding to that because AI figured it out and yeah. actually knows how to relate to a human child. You know, I just, I just think this film is no, it's good. deeper it's good. and more interesting than than it looks on the surface. It's still got all the things you expect. It still has doll killing people, but it just does it in a way that I was way more superior than I was expecting. Well, I'll tell you, there's a whole other bit to this, which is like the, the spoiler. What, no, not really. Huh? The, it's more of a, again commentary type thing. Okay. But so we talk about the relationship between the kid and the and the doll, mm-hmm. and then that's already like, oh, okay, that's. You know that's probably explained quite well, but then the 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 knock that it has on corporate greed as well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, good point. Where you've got a company that builds this doll, and they think that this fucking creepy doll is remotely viable as a consumer <laughs> item, just because okay, they had, a hell of a drug. Just because of a good presentation. I've been at presentations like that where whoever nailed the presentation is like, "This is a great idea." Right. And the presentation was so good, all of the board members were like. Let's throw everything behind it, and it failed because it was because the idea wasn't good. The presentation was. <laughs> I've seen it about five or six times, right? And that's why ballsy, stupid. Another ballsy. good element to the film, a good facet to the film. Okay. So. I didn't read to it. That, that that makes perfect sense yeah. from your background. <laughs> Look, I, I think we've praised this film a lot, and it's going to be a good score from me. I, I assume it's going to be a good score from me you. Me too. Me too. Well, let's get into the spoiler section, so we can talk about the back half of the film and let's sort of what, what plays out after Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, surprisingly, 
January threw up a good film for us, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's on, isn't it? Yeah. Look, uh, I do want to acknowledge, now we're into spoilers, because my issues with the film yeah. are there's a lot of, uh, a number of plot contrivances you have to swallow, hot plot holes you have to just get past. But I guess the film for me was entertaining enough that I did. Yeah, throw up a few. Well, here's your number one. And the whole film is predicated on developmental AI doll is allowed to just go out into the world. Oh, totally. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> and and they made the doll out of titanium, which is like impervious or whatever, right? But somehow it has superhuman strength. They should have kept that in check. If this thing can take your head off or ear off or something like that, it probably needs Look, to be not... Anyone can take your ear off, theoretically, but what it does in the film... it. Yeah, exactly. They need to better explain all that shit. But, but I think, again, that is, for whatever reason that the execution was correct, I knew what you're saying and agree with what you're saying, but I didn't mind what you're saying. Can you imagine, well, I don't know what the next advanced toy is or whatever it is, but it's not allowed to go home to the creator's house and hang out there. Because they all knew about it. They yes. all fucking knew about it. The boss knew about it. The fucking investors knew about it. Oh, yeah, just continue hanging around here. And then she goes, well, we can't really let it go out here to this fucking whatever it Populous, is. Yeah. Playground. Not playground. Uh, outdoorsy activity. Oh, but all right. She whinged enough about it. Like, it's just bullshit. There's no way you would let it's that happen. so stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. If you can't get past that, I get it. I get it that that puts you off and drops your score. You know but for I- me, again, I was entertained enough. It was all right, especially you know when it killed the kid. Yes, who was such. That's a cunt. why it happened because, like, it's like, oh, they're gonna do this. That's the unprepared. Bob, but maybe it's gonna kill that cunty fucking little boy. Yeah, that little cockhead. and it fucking did. And yeah. I was like, no, I don't care that it was there. I'm gonna let that happen in my brain because I wanted that scene. So that's good shit. And I'll tell you something else, young Ronnie Chang. Okay? Yeah, so you were like, oh, this guy he's is someone like, you recognize. Yeah, he's, he's a, a Melbourne comedian, comedian right? Oh, is he Melbourne? He's a Melbourne. Huh. He's, he's, oh, he's oh, an makes sense. James Wan. Yeah. And so, uh, actually, good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, he was in Shang-Chi. He was, that, you know, he's in Marvel films. Was he films. in Shang-Chi? Yeah, yeah, he was like the, the guy with the funny hair. He's actually got a kind of a maybe third, fourth lead uh, role in that. Yeah, he's actually doing really well, this guy. Okay. Um, I saw him open for Chris Rock when I saw him in Perth. So he's actually a comedian. So okay. he's on uh, I, I knew he was a comedian, mm. but I didn't know he had, had yeah, ties getting, or anything getting else. a bit of a thing. He was funny because like, the joke that he made was like when he's doing the ad for the doll, and he's like, at the end of the ad, he's like, and this is a doll that's even good if your parents didn't die. <laughs> that made me laugh. That was good. Um, the other big laugh that I had was when... <laughs> what about the, the detective? The detective! The policeman's investigating the dog. <laughs> and he goes, um, and then he goes, and he talks about the kid that dies. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> but then, no, I think the biggest laugh, the whole cinema, and this happened repeatedly through the film three, four times, is when Megan just starts singing. Oh yeah, Sia's titanium. Titanium, right? You told me. I'm like, oh, I, my daughter likes that song. I know that song. Okay, yeah. yeah? It's... But as I point out to you, there's an early camera from the point of view of a security camera of where they're making Megan. Yeah, and it says 2025. Like, so it's within the near future. Like, why are people still referencing titanium? Well, maybe the song is so popular because I think it's at least five years old. The song, yet I know it. So it does. It's not out of the realms of, oh, of yeah. the fact that well, you know. It did, did make me go. Ah. Well, the the. Uh... <laughs> The you're right. That with the doll just you know it starts singing out of the blue. It's actually quite a funny moment because it's like 
I don't know. For all I know, it's a Frozen song. I don't know what the fuck it was, right? But she'll sing some shit, and you're like, what the fuck? And then the kid is, like, reacting to it, but everyone else is like, bah! Yeah. That's what I mean. The audience is in on the joke. The, the, the audience is, is really in on this joke. Like, I felt like, you know, sometimes you go into a everyone into a screening, and it's just where you're meant to laugh or meant to be horrified or meant to be, oh, nothing's happening. Yes. People were responding. Absolutely responding. I'd be stunned. And I guess the 95% approval rating of three stars and above on Rotten Tomatoes proves this point, but... Dude, yeah. there were big laughs too that came out. I don't want to say it's perfect. I do think as much as it pushed the envelope of PG-13, there is apparently a rumoured uncut or where the gore is included version of the film which will likely be released later in the year. Really? I thought the, uh, the director's defended it saying it's scarier without showing it, which can be the case. I would agree. I, and that's why, and one of the things I liked about this is, I, as, as I said, it's, it's trying to entertain you, not sort of like Gross ro- you right. provoke you. Oh, that's the difference when you and I. Yeah, you per- want to be perfectly 100%. I want to be titillated, probably is a better sure. term. So would it be better if it was a bit harsher in terms of the deaths? I think so, 100%. But I get it. It's making bank. I respect the decision that's been made. I'm not going to penalise it, but I... At the same time, had I got a little bit more of that, probably would be a slightly higher. I guess I am penalising it. Eh, you know, all I'm trying to say is, it's still the best film I've seen this year, which is only <laughs> yeah. 15 days yeah. old, yeah. but still. The the thing about it's scarier without the gore. Yes, I do agree. I think that's, that's studio bullshit. Possibly yes, possibly no. But like when I look at it, and given that it is largely to do with, even though it's a child robot, it's children. Like there's children in the plot and stuff like that. Yeah. As much as I want it, let's say, for example, it was gory when they killed the little boy who's a cunt. Well, it was, it ripped his ear no, off. No, that's what happened. All, he did, all they did was rip his ear, hit by the car, right? Yep. If she started eviscerating him with no, the claw, no, I wouldn't want to that, that would have been bad. But it, I would love to have seen when it killed Ronnie Ching's Ronnie character. Ronnie Ching, yeah. Ching's character. I would love to see that more graphic. Nah, when, when it, when it I like sprayed, the, <laughs> sprayed the, the annoying next door neighbor to death with whatever its high pressure hose was if the, if the flesh sloughed off its face. See, I think that would have been face. too much. No, but I'm saying that would work for me. Yeah, I know. Not for everyone. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. So there, there are moments where it could have been. What was interesting was I didn't see the very end of the film coming to a point. The, the robot has to eventually want to kill the kid. That's the way this shit will work. So yeah. you know that's coming, and it does. She's the one that saves the day. The kid, not Gemma. Katie's the one that, that wades in and kills the robot in all effect. Using, with, using, using the other robot. Which, Bruce, which was, I thought, a, a funny nod to Jaws the shark. Oh, I see. I didn't get that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the one thing I would say is that this woman needs to make whatever robots she makes less powerful. <laughs> Bruce can fuck her up and Megan can fuck any human up. I'm like, can you just like that's a bingo. maybe do a power management system where it doesn't quite fuck people up? <laughs> like, she's not the best robotics engineer. She's, I mean, she's yeah, brilliant in some ways, but needs a bit of reining in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's cool, though. So I mean, like I said, it's um, I mean, for all those plot holes you talk about, right? No, no, they're there. Which yeah. again drops my score. But that's like, I mean, yeah, again, it's. A Christopher Nolan syndrome, though this is far from a Christopher Nolan film, where he makes you not care about it. None of it. The Christopher Nolan is full of potholes, but you like it enough that you'll forgive it. All right, all right then let's do this, Wayne. Anything else you want to say about nah. Megan? What do you score on it? Because I am absolutely fucking fascinated to get there on the right screen. Hold on. <laughs> Go for it. 77. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it promised something and delivered it, Paul. It wasn't uh, meant to be any better than this. For 72. Me. Oh, look at that. Oh, 
No, no, but this is always happens, Paul. When there's a horror movie that doesn't satisfy you for some reasons, the <sighs> same reasons are why it does satisfy me. Wayne's first entry in the top 10 films of 2023 has <laughs> just been... <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm really, I'm really yeah. stoked. It's nice when I take you. When I take you. <laughs> hey, don't think I'm going to see more horror movies because of this motherfucker. Well, you're, you're wrong. Suck some this, dicks, suck this some year dicks. is huge. Yeah, well, man. for you, maybe. I got three words for you. Evil Dead Rise. What is that shit? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Cannot wait for that shit. Then maybe you can't either. Let us know what you thought of Megan via email at the countdown podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at the countdown PC. Whilst it lasts, you can find us on our website, thecountdownpodcast.com. <laughs> and on where we host the show, Podbean. Do that too. And our Facebook community links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this is... <laughs> Not Megan. It's Wayne. <laughs> hot, hot, hot damn! That was the soundboard. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.